0: This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to all the rambling about racing fans out there in... Rambling about racing nation here for another episode of rambling about racing heads up straight up. If you were looking for the Willie T rib interview, that had to be postponed to the circumstances outside of everybody's control, but that's all right because we got three out of the four crew members here. Myself, Matt Beamer here joined by Charlie Herkus, and back after his long hiatus off from the show. Preston Lude, three out of the four members of the crew here, crack a beer open with us if it's an time, appropriate time and place, and ramble about racing with us after a long good weekend, I have to say, at the Auto Club Speedway for NASCAR, getting ready to head over to Sin City, Viva Las Vegas for the Las Vegas races there for the Truck Xfinity Cup, and Preston's wheelhouse coming up here formula one from bob rain but before we get started in any of that gentlemen how's it going it's been a it's been a couple weeks since you guys have been on what's been going on we'll start off with preston
1: uh every, everything's well allergies are killing me you know it's a problem when you go outside and it looks like it's uh, somebody's burning something it's very smoky looking and it just turns out to be a bunch of pollen in the air
0: yeah or you drive a red vehicle when it looks like it's a yellow vehicle in my case, you drive a black vehicle, and it, yeah, it really looks yellow. Well, you know what I mean. You, you, it looks, it looks like a yellow vehicle, man. It, it's affecting everyone. I know it's been crazy, but uh, but how else is everything? How's the family? How's the wife? How are the kids, Preston?
1: Oh, well, kids are great. You know, they're they're just chugging along. Uh, the youngest is speaking way more than usual, which is fine, but uh, bosses me around these days. So, um, yeah. That's, that's, I guess that's, I guess that's the life of having two girls. They just tell you what to do.
0: It almost makes sense right there. They're gearing up for becoming a wife one day, I guess I should say. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, that's just the nature of the beast right there. But okay. Okay. Enough about that before we get ourselves in trouble here. Charlie Herc is joining us from South Alabama. Charlie, how's it going there?
2: Going good. So I'm kind of like Preston there struggling with the pollen right now. It's like you woke up one morning, it wasn't there, woke up the next and it slaps you in the face. Yeah, spring, so
0: springtime hit everybody hard from what it seems man, like, except I, if you're somebody
2: needs to put the groundhog out of commission. So <laughs> like just waterboard him till he tells the truth for once or something. But nonetheless, going good. Glad to be back on the show for the first time in a few weeks here. Busy with ball, and you know it's that time of the year. All right, nice. Uh, Emma's back playing ball. Uh, it's her first year out of t-ball into actual softball, so it's going big learning curve this year. She right. instead of going to one of the better players, she's back on the low end of the totem pole. So big big learning curve this year, but uh, she's picking it up. So good. You know we'll get there. Other than that doing good
0: yeah definitely glad to have you back on here bud. i miss you both and i definitely miss austin i think uh according to you charlie he's sick with a well he has a couple of kiddos kiddos right there who are not feeling the best right now so family first here on the show he's got to take care of that so unfortunately austin will not be joining us here this week but i'm glad you guys are here and i hope i'm glad you guys are doing well and i hope everyone's doing well out there in rambling about racing nation whether you're on your regular podcast platform or on watching this on youtube really do appreciate you taking the time to stop by and listen to us chat up about racing in this past week at auto club and we might as well just not waste any more time you guys ready to get into the race the weekend review and preview for coming up this coming up weekend. Got a few questions to ask you guys, and I'm sure you got a few to ask us. You guys ready? Yeah, all right, folks. Before we continue on with the start of season five of Rambling About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and re- greatest Rambling About Racing gear such so as t shirts like the one I have on hoodies hats or anyone but line up exclusively at bonfire and so much more pint glasses for your beers and everything like that just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab and there you can find the links to both teespring and bonfire all every purchase will help out rambling about racing bring you better content and hopefully more content at, tr- at tracks around the country later on as we get there. So head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com. racing.com links can also be found, be found in the YouTube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below. Again, all proceeds help out rambling about Racing bring you better content in the future.
1: Hey man. hey
0: man and hey man here always on rambling about racing presented by devos outdoor lining head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the sponsor tab or devosoutdoor.com use code rambling for 10% off of your devos outdoor equipment and all your outdoor needs there but all right so we're gonna go ahead and get into it here auto club speedway this past weekend gonna just headed off right here. Kyle Busch scoring his first win with Richard Childress racing. And crazy enough, the first place that he raced he won a victory in the Cup Series was there in Fontana with Hendrick Motorsports. What do you guys think of that? I mean, right out of the gate, he wins a race. I mean, if I was Joe Gibbs, I know what I'd be thinking, but I'm curious to know what you guys thought about that right off the bat.
2: I'm with what uh, Chase Elliott said. Why be surprised? You know, he's a phenomenal driver. You know, he's not in horrible equipment. He's just with a team that has struggled, so to speak, in the past few years. And, you know, he's that puzzle piece that you dropped under the kitchen table that you finally found three weeks later. And to put it that way, and they found it in Kyle Busch. And I hate to tell you, but it's only going to get worse from here for everybody else. Really and truly, Larson and Elliott said it best. He's going to be tough to deal with this year.
0: I, I think so as well. I mean, him coming out of the gate like that and winning—I mean, he had a—we, every, all eyes were on him at Daytona, looking to win. And we'll get more yeah. into that because I know Preston has a few things he wants to talk about as far as what happened after Daytona since he wasn't here for this. Yeah, and he
2: wasn't slow. No, out he wasn't in California either at the uh, Clash. No, he so, wasn't. I mean, he—he's been fast every track so far.
0: He has, and and I'm looking forward to see what he can do coming up here. But Preston, what do you think of Kyle Bush's victory there at Auto Club this past weekend?
1: We are witnessing the rebirth, the career rebirth of Kyle Busch. With a new team, everybody seems to not hate him anymore all of a sudden.
0: It's, it's kind true. of weird. I it's don't know true. if anybody
1: else has noticed that. I for, my, I, for one, actually kind of enjoy this. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. If it's just because he was at Joe Gibbs Racing for so long, but like Charlie said, this is something that okay, it's only going to get worse from here. Everyone's going to have to deal with it now. I Bush at this point. I mean, I know it's early to tell in the season, but with him being up front at the Clash and up front at Daytona and up front and winning at Fontana, it might be a force to reckon with for the with the championship. I know. I mean, it's it's early to say, but I mean, still,
0: like I said, this is we're witnessing something. It's like a whole new Kyle Busch, I guess you could say. You took the words right out of my mouth there, Preston. When it comes to Kyle Busch, we all knew he would be competitive at some point in the season in this Richard Childress Racing machine. We just didn't expect all the gears to com- to connect right at the perfect connection right there, and everything to gel so fast with that new team. I know I was surprised when he won, as in the sense that he's with a new team. It usually takes people and organizations to gel. But I think right when he stepped into the, there at Welcome South and uh, Welcome North Carolina and joined, was in the doors of Richard Childress race and he took control. He said, this is what I want a, a good competitive car to win races and win championships back for this organization. Cause the last championship for Richard Childress was Dale Earnhardt. I mean, that was, that's the legacy that Richard Childress is built on. But now, it's going to be built on the shoulders of Kyle Busch to move that forward and and continue that because he's not going to retire anytime soon. I think he's got a good five six more years in the Cup Series, and with that, I think he could surpass if, if the stars align. I think he could break that unbreakable number of seven by Childress, Earnhardt, and Johnson. Too early to tell, but I think I mean not not even just Kyle Busch is doing well. Austin Dillon' speed is back up as well. That whole team has taken a 180 from a year, two years ago, and now is a competitive team. They went from a C team to an A minus B plus team.
2: Yeah, somebody else said it, and it may have been Boyer talking about winning championships. They were referring to Kyle Busch, but they referenced Johnson. You know, Johnson won the majority of his championships when he was in his 30s. Guess who's in his 30s right now? Kyle Busch is in his prime. And I think this is his uh, momentum, maybe. His pep talk that he needed or something like that. His humbling experience that he needed. And, and I think that, I hate to say this, but and I don't like him. Don't, don't care nothing for him. But I think Denny Hamlin sees the same thing coming. And this is the reason why he saw him start his own team. And I know I'm getting way off track with this. This is the same reason why Denny Hamlin starts his own team. And will inevitably start driving for his own team. It, he's gotta have a way out of Joe Gibbs. It's been a downhill slide for Kyle Bush the past couple of years at Joe Gibbs. And I, I think he saw it coming, to be honest with you. Regardless of whatever attitude Kyle Bush has had. He's had the same attitude for years now. So it didn't just stop somehow or another. He saw he saw it coming and I think this is that humbling experience that he needs, and I'm gonna tell you, this is this is a different Kyle Bush that that everybody's dealing with. He seems happier. In interviews, he's gonna be he's gonna be rough to deal with.
0: So, I mean, would it be safe to say, just from what you said, Charlie, that you think the whole Joe Gibbs organization is the Titanic, and Kyle Bush found his lifeboat? Denny Hamlin's climbing into a lifeboat as we speak right now. Yeah. I
2: I think so. I think this is what we talked about towards the end of, uh, you know, our last season doing this show with Joe Gibbs kind of, or, you know, JGR or whatever. I don't want to say tanking, but leaning the wrong direction, putting all their eggs in the wrong basket, so to speak. True X has had a good run at the beginning of the year and had had a decent run, maybe to 500 or whatever, but. How's the rest of the season going to go? How's Hamlin's rest of the season going to go? Time's only going to tell. So uh, how that theory kind of plays out.
0: I have to agree with you right there. Um, I think a lot of people have seen the writing on the wall with Joe Gibbs racing. Something's happened in that organization for the past number of years. And I don't think it's it's never just one thing that takes an organization like that, a winning organization like Joe Gibbs dominating like 2020 with Hamlin, In 2019, and 2017, and 2018, all those dominating seasons, something changed, and then that triggered another change, and it just snowballed from there to where we're at, to where Joe Gibbs Racing's at now, in the position of, well, they lost a driver in his prime, and I bet Joe Gibbs was sitting there on the pit box of either the 11, 19, 20. And wondering, how did he get away? And his grandson, the 54. I was thinking 18, but I knew it wasn't 18 anymore. He was sitting on those pit boxes going, "Uh uh-oh, I let him go. And if the trouble with sponsors, well, clearly it wasn't because Richard Childress secured several sponsors for him.
2: Correct. Three chiefs stayed on board regardless of knowing that Kyle Busch was coming to Richard Childress. Lucas has jumped on board. As far as I can remember, I don't think. Lucas was, Lucas may have been somewhat of a partner with Richard Childress, but wasn't a primary sponsor by no means. I just don't see where it was a sponsorship issue or a trying to find sponsorship issue as much as it was a, I just feel like this is what I want to do rather than let's just let him go so I can. Do this, do what I probably shouldn't do, rather than what I should
0: do as an organization, as a business. No, that makes perfect sense, right there. Uh, you got anything else to add about about that one, Preston?
1: Uh, no, Charlie pretty much hit everything on the head. I mean, like, let's be real. Danny Hamlin's gonna move on. It's already been talked about. The questions have already been asked to twenty three eleven. I can't remember who came out and said it, um, but they did confirm for sure that a third car will be showing up in the future, probably 2024, maybe at the earliest, maybe uh, another season. I don't know what Hamlet's contract situation looks like, but they did say the third car will be showing up, so I'm assuming... Like Charlie said, Hamill's gonna be driving for his, his his own team, and then that what's that gonna leave at JGR? Who's gonna be who's gonna be there? Cause it's really foresee Martin Truex staying around much longer. Christopher Bell will probably be the new flag man, anchor man, whatever you wanna call it of JGR. I don't think it'll be Ty Gibbs anytime soon. I think Christopher Bell will be the one leading that pack. He looks like he's pretty darn good so far. Out of uh, the JGR cars that there are, it's only it's only a matter of time. I think when Hamlin moves over, he's gonna be doing he's gonna be going through a phase just like Kyle Busch is right now, and it's uh, Hamlin's gonna find you a new that. a new a new life again. Yeah,
2: and I would almost agree with you about the Christopher Bell thing, except for the fact that Little Gibbs is there now. I think that now that Ty Gibbs is on board full time in the Cup Series, I think that now if Christopher Bell is offered the right spot, say a third full time ride at track house or a third, or, you know, some, some team like that, or some situation like that. I see Christopher Bell out at Gibbs as well.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, the, Stars have to align on that. Yeah, point. yeah, ab- absolutely. Right. It almost absolutely. It, it almost reminds me of in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. I would dare say mid 90s. The team to beat was Roush Racing. Roush Racing grew, grew into a four-car organization in the early mm-hmm. 2000s with burden with the likes of Jeff Burden, Mark Martin, and a few other drivers. Right there, you had your developmental drivers like drivers like Greg Biffle and, and all of them. But then all of a sudden, something changed. And I, again, it's not, it's never a big change. It's always little incremental changes that, that snowball into this. Exactly. Snowball
2: phase to the words of my mouth.
0: And then, a, oh, we're coming down from a four car to a three car team. Three we're going to a down car to two car. Going from a three to a two car team. And then you struggle. And then 10 years down the road, 12 years down the road, a driver like a Brad Kozlowski comes up and says, I want to I'm put a, my name on this and buy fifty percent or however much he bought of the company and, ra- and, dry- and be a driver owner. And after, after you know, after somebody like Fenway has already bought into it, right? That's the situation I think Joe Gibbs is looking in. If they don't correct their issues right now, I mean, it, you got to be blind if you're within the organization of Joe Gibbs and saying something's wrong. We lost Eminem's. We've lost Kyle Busch. This is not going well. Truex is going to be out soon. To your guys' point, to especially Charlie's point, Hamlin's already looking at an exit strategy from all purposes. And then you got Ty Gibbs and Christopher Bell, two relatively young people, especially Ty Gibbs. Who's going to invest in that?
2: It's almost like Gibbs is trying to pull a Hendrick move and get a bunch of young guys in there, but way, 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 way Way too early. Hendrick has a overall young stable with the four drivers they have. With who Larson being the oldest of the four right now. I get that, but Larson's been in the game for a while now. It's almost like they're rushing for Gibbs, for Ty Gibbs to be the stable leader at Joe Gibbs Racing, if that makes sense.
0: It would seem like it would. But at the same time, that would be a poor business move on the part of Joe Gibbs.
2: Well, hadn't, we've all, we, it hadn't seemed like they made the the best business moves
0: as of lately. You're right, and one of the best business moves up to this point that Richard Childress has made is hiring outside the family and not putting all of his eggs in Austin Dillon's basket. Because right now, I don't care what the situation over there, Richard Childress racing is. Austin Dillon is backup driver. It's driver Absolutely. two to Kyle Busch, 100%. He is, yep, he is secondhand. But, I mean, that's the situation right there. I mean, that kind of snowballed from the victory of Kyle Busch's at Auto Club. But now we get into this, and I want to bring this up before. I know Preston has some of the topics he wants to bring up. Auto Club Speedway not hosting a race in 2024 due to reconfiguration. However, everybody on social media has stated that this was a good race. Why reconfigure it? I think that it's already set in stone that it's going to be reconfigured. They already sold some land, attracted around there. Events are set in motion that can't be that can't be stopped. Is this because Auto Club produced a good race and now we're seeing something that it's one of those situations? You don't know how good it is till you lose it. That's the situation I feel like we're in right now with Auto Club. What do you guys think? Preston, you go first on this one. Yeah, was just somebody go.
1: (laughs) Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I didn't, want to, I didn't know who wanted to go first. You have to look at it like this. So somebody brought up a good point that the first few years of racing at Auto Club were very boring. It was more of like a single groove racetrack. And then as the years went on, as the asphalt started to wear out, the grooves started to expand a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. At a point now where the track has... Ceiling on it. It's. It was. It was taught. Somebody mentioned that even if it wouldn't have, even if they wouldn't have decided to make the move, it was gonna have to get repaved at some point. The track was the asphalt. At least was. just going to be hefty price to lay down new asphalt all over again. Yeah, I think I, it sucks that we're losing it. I don't think it's really a. It's a late thing. It's too. It's too late for it now. I just. I think it's. We had to evolve over the years between. The asphalt wearing out and then the cars that were being brought there. And especially now the last few years the races have been pretty good, kind of leading all the way up to just the other day. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm the only one that sees this, but as far as reconfiguration goes, I was on board when they said something about it, but I right now I'm not really completely sold on it just yet. I really have a bad feeling that they're not going back there to begin with. On a show on NASCAR radio earlier in the week, I think I don't know if somebody had called in or what, but somebody had said you know, there, and also i kind of pulling this from an article, but all the land that NASCAR sold to real estate was a lot of money. And NASCAR is going to turn around and use that money to put it back into the product. So why would NASCAR turn around and use money to reconfigure the track and everything when they can just throw it back into the product? And that right there doesn't sit well with me. And that's why I think that because we haven't really heard a whole lot about what's really going to happen with the reconfiguration. Hence why they say there's not going to be a race even happening there next year. Eh, I don't really, I think there's. I NASCAR is still kind of working some deals because they sold about close between half and three quarters of the land in total to real estate. I don't really foresee them actually doing what they said they were going to do now. Because like I said, we haven't really heard a whole lot about it.
0: Right. And when it comes to when it comes to stuff like this, Preston, and I'm sure Charlie will agree, you will agree, and a lot of our viewers and listeners will agree that when a race is boring to the point where it's just single file, I you could take any race from any decade, any any time period I feel, and say this is boring. Well, what can we do to make it better? The fans wanted more short tracks. Well, we're going to reconfigure it into a short track. We're going to bring the L.A. Coliseum in. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But then when fans lose a track like Auto Club, and we could even go further back, a, a club like Chicagoland Speedway, a track like North Wilkesboro when it was off the schedule in ninety after the 92 season, a track like Rockingham after the 2004 season, You lose it and then all of a sudden you sit back and realize that was good racing. Not every race is going to be door to door at the final line or else then it wouldn't be interesting. Then you want to see something different other than that. You want to see a Kyle Busch winning by four seconds or anything like that. And, And I think a good example would be too, Preston with Formula One starting up here this weekend. You, you have drivers like Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Well, when lewis was winning you wanted to see something different and then when something different happened and then it happened again it's like well now i don't now i don't want to see max verstappen win i don't think race fans in particular any sports fans whatsoever but especially race fans will ever be satisfied with 100% with what's on the track as far as entertainment not everyone will and in NASCAR, no, no, not, not, not at all. And then over the years, NASCAR makes these changes. Like, okay, we'll reconfigure auto club speedway. We'll add in a Chicago street course. We will take away this track to add this track. We'll take away two Dover dates and add one. We'll, we'll do these things. And then all of a sudden NASCAR fans are up in arms. So how can they do that? It's like, well, you told us to. And so I think this is just yep. one of those things where the track opened in 97 and all the way up to this year, and maybe the past four or five years, NASCAR's been hearing nothing but negative comments about Auto Club Speedway. Changes has happened. This is what fans wanted. This change is going to happen. Now we're not happy. Well, what do you want, race fans? I think NASCAR needs to run the show.
1: Can, yeah.
0: yeah, NASCAR needs to run the show, and they say, you don't like this track. Oh, well, this is the market. We're going we're gonna to be here in Los Angeles. We, we don't need an L.A. Coliseum. We have the Auto Club Speedway. We're going to bring back Rockingham. If you don't like it, oh, well. If we're going to get rid of Texas Motor Speedway. Sorry, Texas. You know, it's just not drawing fans. Yeah,
1: you're, you're completely right. I mean, let's be, let's be real. I, myself, I didn't really see any problem with Auto Club over the last few years. Are you kidding me? Who would say no to a track that has about four or five different racing lanes? You got guys running the white line. Some guys even hitting the apron in three and four. You got guys running near the wall. Who doesn't like anything like that? Guys are sliding up in front of each other. You're right. NASCAR just needs to take control of it, the situation. But also, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know everything that goes on across the nation. I don't know what's what everybody likes in the Midwest or in the West. But to me, I don't really think there's much of a market of NASCAR in California. That That's just me. I don't know if it's because... I don't know if it's because everything costs a lot more in California. When they went to the LA Coliseum, I didn't see that many people than, you know, compared to last year, but it was Maybe sold just out. just market out that way,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things <laughs> where you you know, it's like trying to force some people to do something they don't want. You can't force me. You you can't offer me tickets in NBA playoff game and expect me to have a good time. I can't stand basketball. Can't stand the game whatsoever. You yeah, you, know, you hand me a ticket to any NASCAR race, absolutely. You know all I, right, LeBron? I don't care for any He's basketball. The goat. I don't care about any basketball team player, Just kidding. Or Larry anything. Bird would wax his ass. I don't know who any I mean I know who they are, but I don't care. I really don't care. Just like people don't care about racing. However, back to our point here, you're not you're gonna Steve Phelps, I think this is a product of Steve Phelps again, chasing those fans. Larry Bird would well, okay. Steve
2: Phelps, but
0: basketball too. Leave basketball alone, Charlie. Leave basketball alone. We're not talking basketball here. Steve Phelps, when he says we're chasing, we were tra- chasing 10 fans for, or one fan for, and letting go of another. It happens every year. We see it on the comments. We see it on the Facebook post. I talk to people every day. It's like, I was a NASCAR fan up till this point when Jeff Gordon retired, when this driver retired. You want to retain fans? Quit chasing new ones and trying to create markets like California. Sonoma is a great racetrack. If it goes away, bummer. But then add in road America, add back in road America. That place is always sold out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. You're saying you like a road course. I'm saying trade one road course I for another. You were, I thought you didn't like road course I'm racing. not a big road yeah. course racing, but trading one oh, road course for another. Oh, but you
2: like to know.
0: Oh, I do okay. like snow. I, I'm going to mute my mic again. Hang on. All right. You mute your mic there, Charlotte. But, you know, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, Auto Club's going to be missed. I'm going to miss it. There's nothing we could do about it now.
1: I'll, I'll miss it for sure. That's probably in my top five. Favorite tracks that they would go to, honestly, but to like like you said, to your point, they're chasing Steve Phelps, chasing different bands, markets, whatever you want to call it, but I mean, that's just a product that's been created. I think they're just trying, like, I think I'm pretty sure I've brought it up before. I think they're just trying to create, they're trying to make it like other sports, when in reality, they just need to stick to their own thing it's this is racing this isn't you know this isn't baseball or basketball you know creating all these different drama moments or trying to at least this right. is this is racing that's a this is a whole different thing
0: it is i agree and we've been in the dead horse at several times on this show regarding this and we're just going to continue to until something cha- until they put all three of us in charge of nascar which long shot but it could happen one day but
1: I think we
2: could make it well, great again. When the no. position opens,
0: I will definitely apply. I, I've applied to several positions in NASCAR. Got denied each one, yeah. but they he got beat out in Richmond. I know, Charlie. Thank you. I won't say bye. You okay. Know. Anyway, going on, moving on here. <laughs> Before we get on, I know Preston has some topics here he wants to talk about. Favorite moment that you guys have of Auto Club? You, what's your top memory of Auto Club? Bubba Wallace didn't win. He hasn't won Daytona either. That's not my favorite memory of Daytona. <laughs> okay, so what, what's your favorite memory of Auto Club Speedway before we move on to Preston's topics that he wants to bring up here?
1: I don't think I have one, really.
0: The first race, okay, I'll tell you this. The first race I ever watched in Auto Club was 2001 Rusty Wallace won on Dale Earnhardt's birthday. And, of course, everybody Correct. was making a deal, big deal on that day. Oh, on that Rusty day. Wallace.
2: Rusty Wallace.
0: Old Rusty Wallace won. But I would have to say the following year, and I believe his seventh start, Jimmy Johnson scored his first career victory at Auto Club Speedway. Rigged. And I think no, shut up, Charlie. It's not rigged. Or else nah, he's from California. You well, know, so's Kyle Larson, but he didn't win. Oh, see. What everybody it, likes Jimmy Johnson. I don't think that was the case, but we'll we'll take <laughs> it as it is. But what were your guys' favorite memories of it? <laughs> Or do you have one? If you don't have one, that's okay. I,
2: I don't reckon I have one, you know. I hate to say it, but I'm honestly looking forward to if they do reconfigure the track to a short track.
0: If they don't, if this ends up sinking down like Preston's theory is, I want them to bring Rockingham back.
2: And I'd be perfectly fine
0: with that. I think everybody would be.
2: What? Uh, um, Or, or oh, them... What is it? Them keeping uh, Northwoodsboro for the All Star. So if they bring Northwestboro back for the uh, for a regular point series race, if they do not keep Auto Club, uh, Auto Club. Okay. So yeah. I, I'd be fine with that. Auto Club in the past, up until stage racing and stuff like that, has always turned into a. Oh, let's see how far we can go on fuel.
0: I like you know, those races. I like those yeah, races. I like, a lot. I like fuel no, mileage I races. It. I, I miss, them, them, in races. miss them in NASCAR. Miss them
2: in NASCAR. We're going to go to fuel. I don't yeah. know. Well, I think Preston. In- I'm just going to coast. <laughs> oh wait! Uh, here we go. I'm gonna.
1: Toast. <laughs> I, I I love fuel strategy races. I miss Are you kidding races. me? Yep. I miss them. Some this of the best. This is why it should go to
2: short track. This is why we're...
1: Okay, now, now I, I'm, I'm so, going to throw this out there. I bet. This is why there's no I fans bet.
2: in the West Coast. This is why all the short tracks are in the East Coast.
1: I bet LA Coliseum becomes a points race before North Wilkesboro ever Everworld again. Oh, because I it's a short track. Bold. I bet. Because Guess what? Track. Fontana's out of the picture now. LA Coliseum, here we come. Points race. It,
0: it's a short track. There's no way they're going to make a points race. They're going to abandon, they're quarter gonna quarter abandon Fontana's... Track.
1: Track. 0.67 mile short track for LA Coliseum. For
0: a quarter mile you short track. You heard it year first. Okay. I'll believe it when I see no, it. D-
1: Fontana, yeah, exactly. Fontana was going to be a 0.67 mile track. They're going to abandon it LA Coliseum. Get ready.
0: So 0.67. they're going to abandon a point a little over a half a mile track for a quarter mile track. It'll be chaos. There is no way. Yes, there's yep. no way. Yep.
1: Yes, I bet. I, I put my. I bet you NASCAR will do that.
0: I, I will bet I, it. I will bet against that one hundred percent of the Take time. Take it down no. on this
1: episode recording of a Tuesday, of February the twenty eighth of two thousand twenty three. Okay, you Absolutely heard it here not. first.
0: Absolutely not, Preston. No way does LA Coliseum become a points-paying race. I disagree with that. That's never going to happen. Oh. oh, buddy, it's coming. No, no, I don't believe. <laughs> I don't, it. don't I see
1: it either, but it's coming.
2: I bet um, Formula One still doesn't take fuel. Well, no, they don't.
0: Anyway, I know. I'm just saying okay. we're making bets.
2: <laughs> oh, we're we're making stupid bets. Okay, never mind. Oh, okay, I'm sorry.
0: okay. So Char- Charlie's a little <laughs> Charlie's forgotten how the show works, apparently. But it's okay. He's been gone a couple weeks. Okay. Preston, you have some stuff you bring up. Yes. Okay, let's hear it, buddy. Uh, I
1: would like to. I would like to get everybody's take. And this was a, a a pretty big talk about topic after Daytona, the NASCAR overtime rules. What does everybody think? Should they be altered? Should they go away?
0: I think the last thing you want to do as a fan sitting in the stands after paying tickets, paying for a hotel or a campground, food, drinks, the, pretty much the whole weekend there at Daytona or any racetrack, is to see a race end under caution. And I think the promoters know that. Whether it's Indy, Formula One, NASCAR, none of those promoters up there in the box want to see a race end under caution. I was there at Indy at Pocono, I should say, for the IndyCar race, and it ended under caution, big disappointment. Green-white checkers are good and bad. They give a chance for the race to end under green. However, like we saw this past fall at Talladega, it ran green all the way, and the last thing you want to see with two to go is a caution to slow everything down. Sometimes it happens like that. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. The last thing anybody wants to see is a race under in their, in their caution. That being said, the unlimited overtime rules are kind of crazy at, short, at super speedways. Super speedways might need to do something different here. I know in the past there was this line on the backstretch, and if they didn't cross that line, the race would we'd re-rack and start it again. But if they pass that line, okay, you've already passed the component no-go, kind of like taking the white flag. The next flag ends it, whether it's a caution or the checkered flag. It's tough to say with all certainty because each track is different. You could get away with that. On, you could get away with a lot more on a road course than you can a Marnesville-Bristol. You could get away with a lot more on a track like Charlotte than you can at Talladega where there's always, for the most part, more than one car involved. It's tough to say what needs to be changed, what doesn't. I'm I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are because I know you brought this up on, um, I mean, listening to a few radio shows on this, but I I think it's fine the way it is. It it does the job.
2: I'm with you. I'm good with the way it is. Uh, A lot of these guys with the caution lights are pretty quick on clicking that dang yellow light button. Super speedways are a little bit different, and it all depends on where the wreck happens at. So if you take the green flag, you come back to the white flag, it happens going into one. I'm fine with not throwing the, if it happens going into one, I'm fine with not throwing the yellow until a certain point down the back straight away. And, but at the same time there, that throws reason into, Oh, well, they wanted this, this person to win. I'm with Matt. Keep it the way it is. That way there's no if, ands, or buts. If that's the case, then at super speedways, as long as the track is clear, we're just going to race back to it. We're going to race back to the dang flag. We all know NASCAR is not going to do that. So let's just keep it the way it is and be done.
0: Yeah. This really all started when the, they froze the field on their caution. When the caution came out, the field is frozen. No more racing back to the line in, in 2020. I was at Daytona and I saw an accident going into turn one and then an accident coming off of turn four prior to the Ryan Newman crash. And they raced all the way back. This year, however, there was a big crash going into turn one and turn two. And above all, safety has to be paramount. If multiple cars are involved, Kyle Larson went head on into the wall. We need to make sure he's okay. That means we need to get safety crews out there right away. So I don't think... NASCAR throwing the caution was necessarily a bad thing. Did I want to see it go down to the wire with Logano and, and Stenhouse Jr. and all those guys? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to see a good finish, and I think and I think Daytona did deliver on that. However, I don't think anything needs to be done to jeopardize safety, and I think that's that's the reason why we don't race back to the flag the caution flag that is we we the field is frozen so safety crews could get out there. It's just one of those things. I, I don't know what can be done any different, so I say don't change it, leave it alone. What do you think what do you think, Preston?
1: I think it can be altered a little bit. How so? In my opinion. I think that we should not have unlimited attempts at Green White Checkers.
0: How many attempts if you're you're just one. Just one. Okay.
1: I think yes, just one. I think that at places like especially super speedways It's just inviting drivers to become way more aggressive and we'll just keep re it and re it and everyone's going to keep crashing their cars because let's be real. When you know it's time to go, everybody knows it's time to go and everyone's knocking each other out of the way and then we're going to get an accident. I'm sure some guys in the back are like, okay, well, I can probably just hang out a little bit longer. It'll probably happen again. Then I'll just get closer to the front of the field. I mean, you know, I know we have to change with the times. And people cannot sit. People can't can't take. Oh, it's going to enter a caution. What a lame race. Okay. Well, you know what? That's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, I'm not trying to compare it to other sp- racing sports. Like with Formula F1. One, it will enter under a caution. So I will Indy. So we'll real. This is, this is, It used to be. It used to be like that in NASCAR.
2: Look, the safety cars. I the- mean,
1: you know, it's. I don't know. It maybe it's just. No, yeah, you're right. I think, like, like Kyle Bush lined right. up in the so interview. I'm i like in If it was I'm 1998, all. he would have won.
0: Well, yeah. i mean, all, if it was, yeah, I don't know. But I'm a
2: play devil's won. advocate to this. To, you're saying we should have unlimited? No, or press, we should press not, press not saying
0: have. have Preston's saying have one attempt at a green-white checkered. And I'm with that. I'm with having a cap on it, maybe one, two. Because Preston's right. I mean, even at a short track, you're gonna see people do crazy things because man, the field's bunched up, and the only really time to get a position is on the start. You could say it just you could use any racetrack as an example for that one. I'll be
2: all told. And I and I get that. But at the same time, people are already gonna push their push their stuff so far, thinking that you said super speedways with people laying in the back thinking, hey, if I just lay back here, I got a chance of winning this thing because we got unlimited restarts. They're going to wreck. Nobody's going to, you know, everybody's pushing their stuff that far on all these restarts. If you go to just one restart, I, I think that's just enticing it that much worse or or that much more, that much worse. Whew, that was way improper.
0: I can kind of see that point. I see both points, actually.
2: I think if you go to unlimited restarts, it's like, hey, I got to save it. I got I got to wait to just the right time at just the right second to try and win this as opposed to if this is the last restart, I got to go. Oh, man, we wrecked out. Now there's going to be another restart. Hey, the, the 30th place car is probably going to win this thing now.
0: I can see both sides to that. I, I could see Preston's side. I could see your side all honesty, I mean, I'm curious to hear what people said. I'm sure Preston has remembered a couple of them, wrote them down right there. I, I, I say keep it the way it is, because either way, you're going to get stuff. But I, I, I am okay with having a a cap on it. Maybe not one, but maybe three.
2: I think three would be a good number. If If you're going to put a cap on it, I would say three.
0: Right. It used to be three, I think. If I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure I'm confident in saying that, three used to be the number, but then they took it away because, hey, fans and promoters and track owners and NASCAR don't want to see see it finish. They want to see it finish under green. A green-white checkered will almost guarantee an exciting finish. People will talk about the finish. But what do you – and you got anything more on that, Preston? I mean –
1: I just wanted to see. I just wanted to hear everybody's talking points. I mean, you you, you make a good point, but i'll I'll stick to I'll stick to mine. I'm just going right. to say one.
0: Well, let's not forget here before we go on to our to start wrapping up the show, the Xfinity series. John Hunter Nemechek winning that race at Auto Club Speedway. Good win for him. All guy are finishing third. It looked like a. Decent race. I listened to a lot of these races, both of these races on the radio, and I found it more entertaining than listening to it or watching it on TV, and it sounds like Clint Boyer didn't really <laughs> deliver this past weekend just based on social media posts. John Hunter Namychek winning. Junior Motorsports looking good up there in the Xfinity Series. I Nothing much more to say about that one if you ask me, gentlemen. Before we continue on, Formula One Preview. Preston, Formula One's coming up this week in your wheelhouse. I'm excited about that, just like I know you are. Who's the team to watch out for other than Scuderia, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull?
1: I think one of the teams that's actually got a big hype going right now ever since preseason testing. Um, I I don't think I could probably say Haas, honestly. Aston Martin has apparently made some pretty big gains from last Seasons testing Aston um, Martin really wow so there's a there's a lot of hype surrounding them right now. Lance Stroll may not race this weekend due to a an accident that happened a few weeks ago, so they may throw in their reserve driver. But you I may not make a lot call? of people are saying Aston Martin's turned some things around technically. So I, I found something interesting. Yeah, there was a graphic that was put out there that had showed all ten teams and who had gained the most time from testing from last year, and Williams was number one. They gained almost two and a half seconds from testing from last wow. year. Does that mean that they're caught up with everybody? No, no, no. they're not. Uh, they're only 20 um, seconds but behind. But they're a little bit...
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, they're... Yeah. <laughs> they're a little bit closer. Now, um, yeah. I did look and see, so I think it was day one of testing. Max Verstappen did have the fastest lap, but Aston Martin was second with Fernando wow. Alonso. So... Everybody's everybody's got their cars set differently. That's why you see all these different designs with different things. You know, people have more drags. You know, I did Some see a, I did see a picture hand, between Aston Martin, and I think uh, there's a lot of hype with Ferrari as well.
2: I saw a picture of Ferrari's uh, arrow that it had all over the car. Man, Ferrari's uh, or F1 is it's probably not just Ferrari, but F1's a little pedo. I guess you would call them, is what NASCAR calls them. their they a little pedo yeah. they, they measure arrow width and stuff. Speed.
0: They measure airspeed,
2: yeah. Yeah. Man, those things are wicked looking. I mean, they're all over the place on, on an F1 car. Yeah, they're almost like a solar system model that you would take in like the eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it's, Formula it's, One doesn't joke it's, around it's, about It's that. actually very it's it's it very with things like that and then they have the um the paint that they uh that that special paint that they put on the cars that shows them the aerodynamics yeah have you ever seen it matt and you're like on yeah. the wing i don't know if you' ever seen it in testing before I've on seen the wings you see like that that green looking neon stuff it's yeah. actually pretty it's actually yeah pretty
2: cool. I, I have that on my uh dodge this guy. <laughs> but Formula One, I'm definitely looking forward yes. to.
1: That's
2: <laughs> yeah. why I get like 19 and a half miles per gallon.
0: He, here's my expectation. Here's my preview for Formula One. Here, I don't want to. I don't want to see it wrapped up with five races to go. Whether it's Verstappen, Hamilton, I don't care. I don't want to see the championship wrapped up with well, five we races to go. not even cover it. No, we we're gonna cover it. I want to see a good racing season, but I want to see a team in there. And here I go again complaining. I mean, I'm happy to see Mercedes not on top anymore, but I'm now Red Bulls on top. I want them off the top, but replaced with someone other than Mercedes. I just I I want a good season. I'm hoping it's a good season. Haas, no Haas Haas. To Haas as much as I want Haas to do well, they're not going to do well in Formula One. Americans, (laughs) they're not going to do well. I'm I, the high the no, Preston, agree he with me. He had no business in the F1. Agree with me. Here, Preston would agree with me. Haas had a good intentions going into Formula 1, bringing an American team back in. But here's what I'm really, come back to this when I talk about Haas here. Their bark is worse than their bite, and they haven't performed one, they haven't had is one good season in, in a while. while. Okay, I'm going to mute you, Charlie. Stop it. Terrible thing uh, to think about with Haas is that they
1: were one of those teams that is coming into a sport almost probably you could you can compare it to like NASCAR coming into a sport where you have teams like a Red Bull and Mercedes who are who a are Ferrari. already established yeah, who have got tons of sponsorship the funding whatever you want to call it I mean hey there was a picture that was put out on social media Haas's pit box uh pit lane box where you know all yeah. the engineers and everybody sit like three sits it's three, three seats, seats three four seats because it's saving them two hundred and fifty thousand dollars Yep. That they, I guess, they're going to put back into the development of the car and whatnot. i I think, Haas will move up a little bit. I don't know. I can't remember off time I of had where they finished last year we'll in terms of team not standings. Good. But I think, I think they can earn more points than they did last year because not only do they have Kevin Magnussen coming back, mm-hmm. but they've got Nico Hokenberg, yep the Hulk, driving for them now. And I really I really like Nico. I do. Too. I think he's, I think he's a good, a good fit for them. I think they, he's somebody that they can bring in that will help them kind of try and propel them back. forward a little bit more a few years ago, back in the sport, I think it was 2018. They were not that bad.
0: No, they, they weren't.
1: weren't. And then they just kind of fell off.
0: Just again, one and of those been things kind of riding where the back in, ever since it isn't one thing. It's a whole combination of things, but here's what I'm looking forward
1: to. Now, now to Charlie's point, well, to your point, but to Charlie's point, you know, how you say you don't want it to be wrapped up, you know, four or five races mm-hmm. before the end of the season. I know a way they can fix that, and Charlie alluded on it before. Everybody should get points.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> First through I mean-
1: 20th should get points. <laughs> so that would make it a heck of a lot closer. They they should go to the American voice system.
0: Okay, stop it, Charlie. Here's my thing. I'm looking forward to, and I don't know if I. I, I think it's going to be in the 2024 season press, and I'm sure you saw it as well. Ford coming back into Formula One, that should be interesting.
1: I think it's, tw- I, yeah, I think it will be 24, 25. I can't quite remember. There was yeah, there was a lot behind all of that too as yeah, well.
0: I, I'm looking forward to that. That's further down the line. Formula One back and swing this this weekend. We're going to give you the race start times right now. Craftsman Truck Series starting. This weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Friday, March 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. The Xfinity Series Saturday, March 4th, which is my wife's birthday. 4.30 my p.m. Boo. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. And the Cup Series racing from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Sunday, March 5th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. And the Formula 1 Grand Prix kicking off in Bahrain. Sunday, March 5th. At 10 a.m., so right before the NASCAR race, set your DVRs real quick before we get into our final thoughts, gentlemen. And this week in NASCAR, in our updated point fantasy point standings, winners for the Formula One Grand Prix truck race, Xfinity and cup race. So start off with Preston
1: Formula One Grand, uh, Bahrain. I I don't want to go easy here, yeah, you're gonna you say gotta, Max for it's easy, but too. Charles Leclerc.
0: Oh, good pick there. What about you, Charlie? Who do you have this week, and you want me? Yeah, to go first? I'm going easy uh, for snapping. Okay, first um,
2: Austin's also going easy for
0: Verstappen. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to say I'm going to go um, out on. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I might be kicking myself here. Alonzo, I think Alonzo might get it done here. My other my secondary pick might have been George Russell because I think he's the future of the sport right there. Truck series at Las Vegas. Who do we have? Only because his teammate took him out at
2: Daytona because he's a privileged, over-entitled, egotistical prick. In-finger gets it done. In-finger gets it
0: done. Okay. In-finger for trucks for... Charlie, what about you, Preston? Ty Majeski. Majeski and I'm going to go with the guy riding off the coattails that at Daytona Finish Zane Smith. Goes two for two and just started the 2023 campaign. A bad pick. Xfinity Series, I'm going to have to go with Justin Allgaier. I always pick him, but I, I really like Justin Allgaier, especially mile and a mile-and-a-half. Charlie hey, Austin, Xfinity hey strong.
2: Series. strong. Uh, go go ahead with Preston. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Austin Hill.
0: I like that. All right.
2: Didn't see that one coming.
0: You're just straight up the opposite. We're kind of the same thing <laughs> what I did with the Truck Series, but okay, we'll give you a pass, Preston, because I love him.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with my pick for the past two Xfinity races, Jones. He has had the crappiest look at his Junior Motorsports debuts at California and Daytona. Daytona being he got wrecked by Sam Mayer, his teammate.
0: All right, Brandon Jones right there. And now the Cup yep. Series race there from Las Vegas. Start off with Preston. Joey Logano. All right, Logano. I'm going to go with Larson. Larson. <laughs> to bring home the W there in Las Vegas and finally Charlie. Back to back Bush. Kyle Bush gets it done there for Charlie. Gentlemen, anything else before we wrap up this week's episode? I'm pretty sure it's your birthday is it not? It is my birthday actually. Today? Hey, happy birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. I appreciate that.
1: What?
2: Yeah, 37. <laughs> yeah. I can do a good minion today
0: with my dang sinuses. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. It's my birthday, birth. birthday, buddy. But I appreciate that, man. Really do. Um,
1: Before – yeah, so before we do move on uh, to, you know, the, with everything, the closing and everything, um, I just want to throw it out there that, you know, I think –
0: Oh, okay. The big <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Preston.
1: I think the big winners from uh, this weekend would have to be RCR. Yeah. Uh, and I think the uh, – The – The – The uh, –
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to mute him. It's not winning. to you! Thank you, buddy. <sighs> okay. The I would like winners. to touch
1: on that at how crappy it seems to be a start of the year for 2311. Well, we're virtual, so you can't really touch it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, 2311 isn't having the best start of the year. Yeah, Tyler ain't really the hype. I well, think Tyler Reich
1: is running some bad luck right now. Everybody thought he was. Was he?
0: Not Still only is Tyler Reddick running into battle, Bubba Wallace is too. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think 23/11 is having a bad start to the year. Maybe they'll flip it around here in Vegas. That is if Bubba Wallace doesn't wreck Kyle Larson again. Boy, that happened in Kansas, but same track. I kind of hope Kyle Larson wrecks Wallace. Kyle Larson's a way, way above that. He's a better person than that. So He is. Anything else before we wrap up today's episode, gentlemen?
2: Nope, nope. Uh, other than I'm getting my butt whooped, fantasy
0: All right, right well, let's let's get our. Oh, because our- I didn't get my card last year. All right, let's get into our final thoughts here. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called in the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR for your favorite driver's t-shirts, hoodies hats die cast, and so much more but it isn't just nascar i get my all my alabama crimson tide gear from there as well as my washington capitals gear there as well one-stop shop for everything you need any type of sport you need links can be found under the sponsor tab at RamblingAboutRacing.com, as well as the under the podcast description and youtube description depending on whether you're watching or listening to rambling about racing racing Head over there right now. And get your favorite sports gears you need for this upcoming season. White flag, white
1: flag. White flag, white flag.
0: White flag. One lap to go. One lap, Raider. Right Final thoughts on this week's episode of Ramblin' About Racing. And if you've stuck with us this long, I really do appreciate you taking the time to stick with us. Because, well, it is a birthday. It is a celebration. I've had my few, and Charlie's clearly had his few. Thanks yeah. to Preston and Charlie. Plus, per- I
2: only keep up. I only keep up with Caroline's birthday.
0: I don't really keep up with your birthday. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so final thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Pick up my book of knowledge right here, my NASCAR Shh. Complete History Guide, and I'm going to leave it up to Preston here. Should we do fantasy standings or this week in NASCAR? Uh, let's
1: hit this week in NASCAR first. This
0: week in NASCAR it is, buddy. We go back to February 28, 1971. A.J. Ford drives the Wood Brothers Mercury to a victory in the 500-miler at New Ontario Motor Speedway. Ford goes down on the record books as winning the 1,000th NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National Race. That happened on this date, actually. February twenty eighth, nineteen seventy one, and Charlie got a new. We got a lot of new players in the fantasy league standings. Man, do we! You haven't. We, we went from like we went from I think thirteen to sixteen active players. Now wait, wait. Before we get into that, Preston, what's going on with Maples?
1: Yes. Oh, I have no idea why. Well, well he's not in there anymore? anymore.
0: He's not in the league anymore. He he didn't he doesn't follow us on Twitter anymore. What's the deal with Maples?
1: Well, we got two
2: people that hadn't even oh, done no. anything. With we got Zeke Lee Seven and a Summer's Racing that hadn't done anything. Period.
0: All right. Well, maybe two haven't participated, but compared to last year, where four or five didn't participate, this is getting we're doing pretty good this season. So go ahead, Charlie. Read off the updated fantasy standings after this weekend's race at Auto Club Speedway.
2: Let's start from the bottom. Fourteenth, Jeff Reeves with 190. This was his first race. Wow, he's coming in pretty strong. I'm DraftKings research lineup 231. I'm not doing too hot, mainly because I'm still a little sour about not getting the gift card from last year. But whatever. Now,
0: now Preston, you were here at the start of this racing series, and it's a (laughs) fantasy league. Did we not say even at the start that hosts aren't eligible? For this card,
2: yeah, that wasn't um that wasn't made aware to me though before yeah, I joined. The league.
0: Over you can complain and all you want; it's not going to change anything, Charlie. It, it wasn't before I signed on in my contract. There's no contract. There's no contract. contract. There's no contract. There's no contract. Let's just be perfectly so, clear. Clear. Yeah, right. Everyone's um, here on their own volunteer uh, basis. Sitting
2: twelfth right now. Uh, sitting eleventh. is Austin. Super Sumo is tenth. Sitting ninth, beating her husband's butt. Is Austin's wife? Oh, nice!
0: Got a yep. Got our yep, second yep.
2: female in there. Nice. Smoking Woody is eighth. Matt seventh. B nine three six M R operations five.
0: Good job, first. Fourth, the sports stove. He's another podcast on the Belly Up Sports Network. Third is S Blades. Second is
2: Money Team Move Rovers. Don't
0: know who they are. That's my brother. Oh, That's nice. My brother. Nice. <laughs> and who's leading the league at, out of out of Auto the Club there? Matt Camper, one and only Patreon, Matt Camper, the solid Matt
1: Camper, the
0: anchor that holds down we'll, that whole. Thing. Won't be
2: there long. uh will I just bring you a, down after this week.
1: I just want to throw it out there that I got two out of two picks right over the weekend in terms of winners. You so. did
0: well done, Preston. Uh, not a I think I may just score. stay
1: in the top five a little bit longer than you think.
0: I think I'm going to bump up there myself. I had a good run in Daytona. I had a good run at Auto Club. Las Vegas should be no different. But, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here? Really do appreciate it again if you stuck around here. Again, if you were here for the Willie T. Rib interview, that had to be delayed. We will make sure to get him on at some point in Season 5. really want to talk to him, hear about his racing career and his life story. But, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here? I'm good buddy Preston right, guys well with that being said we're going to go ahead and wrap it up on this episode of Ramblin' About Racing thank you so much for tuning in whether you're here on YouTube or your regular podcast platform really do appreciate it I'd like to take this time to thank our partners for the show Devo's Outdoor Lighting Extreme Sim Racing Fanatics and Stand Up to Cancer for all they do not only for us here at Ramblin' About Racing for what they do for belly up sports as well Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutraising.com. The links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For the latest and greatest in world of auto racing and to see what's going on in our lives as well. For Charlie Hercus, Chuck 8384, Press and Lude, P underscore Luda, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6. I'm Matt Beamer and Beamer22 on Twitter. All of those on Twitter, as a matter of fact. Stay safe and we'll see you after Las Vegas and Bahrain.